All right, here we go. Still sober with John Rabin. This is uh, year 10, week 12. That's right, it's the new format for uh, the podcast. And um, I was dealing uh, last week with the fact that the I have a new laptop at home and my microphone didn't work on it and I couldn't figure out how to do it. Uh, so I'm like, well, I can troubleshoot this for a while for a little while longer. Let me do this for a couple more hours. Could I do that? Or how about I just take the microphone up at work after work when I'm alone and I can just do it at work like I've done it before. Might as well do that. So I did this. Um, I didn't bring my headphones. So I've I've tested it. I know I'm recording, right? But it's weird because I'm not hearing. I don't have the fucking... It's all, I don't know what I'm doing with this sound issue. Like every week there's another sound issue. But at least I sound all right. Uh, the background, uh, you're going to hear, uh, if, if you're one of those uh, ASMR types who want to listen to sounds in the background, um, you can uh, listen to what uh, a warehouse sounds like at night when there's nobody there where it sounds like uh, it's like there's got to be somebody here something's going on I keep hearing things but there's never anybody there uh, it's weird and then there's just noises that cut on and it's like is that the is that the air system no the air system in here doesn't work I don't know what's cutting on I don't is that the hot water heat hot water heater I don't know I don't know I don't know how anything I don't know a lot of things but here we are, and the new format. Um, instead of episodes, this is year 10, week 12 of me being sober. Appreciate it. Uh, if you're a sober person, hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, hope you're staying sane. Um, I'm staying fairly sane. I have a thing I want to talk about, which is that... I had said a couple of weeks ago, and I said this to, to, to people, that I was, not, was no longer going to take any shit, is what I said. I said, I'm not taking shit anymore if it work, and it, which, is, which is weird to, to, to say because I, it's not like I've been a pushover. I think what it, what it is is that there's just been this level of uh, mediocrity that um, keeps dropping. Whatever the bare minimum was, the level, it's dropped. Because jobs that are seen as shitty, which there's a lot of them, they've they've gotten... uh, People aren't returning to their jobs, and I don't know what they're doing. I don't know how they're making. I don't know how people are surviving without uh, without money. Um, but there's been uh, lots of uh, companies, ours included, that have had shortages, and um, you know, so that people who uh, are just in uh, dire straits, companies are hiring back people that 
that they fired or they let go uh, who just aren't aren't great. So we've been dealing. So what you end up dealing with is you're dealing with people who who suck at their job, and maybe they don't suck at their job. They're just not trying, uh, or maybe they're just inept. And it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. It's like, are they uh, inept or are they just not good? And so you have to, so you deal with these kind of people, whether you're going to the grocery store, whether you're going to a, a retail outlet, whether you need to inter, just interact with the general public um, when trying to uh, procure services. And you just get sick of it. And when I'm up here, during my day job, I have to interact not only with my coworkers, as few as they are, I also have to interact uh, interact with um, the co the the people who work at the uh, at the company that we basically rent space from, our landlords, if you will. And that's and I'm starting to have an issue with a lot of them because they suck a lot of them because they needed more employees. These aren't like long-term employees. These are just like they needed uh, muscle, um, grunt work, just bought, you know lower level. Just got it. Got to fill it. And uh, it was more of a hi. Are you breathing? Great. You're hired. Kind of a clearly. Um, I described one of them as looking, you know, and of course he didn't last long. I think he was here for a week, but there was one that I'm like, that guy looks like a drug dealer, which sounds judgy and sounds like a real white thing to say, right? Except that I used to be a drug addict. And what I was saying, it, what I actually said was, not that that guy looks like a drug dealer, that guy specifically looks like my old drug dealer. Like the way he was acting, the way he was dressed, and the way he looked. So it's not, it's, it wasn't, I think that there should be an exception. It's a little bit of different. I'm not being just some guy, oh God, that guy looks like he sells drugs. And he goes, hey, no, that guy looks like he used to sell me drugs. Specifically. Anyway, he didn't last, but there's, uh, there's just so many. I've had to deal with so many of these um, guys who are not great. And um, and I got into it with them today because here's the thing. You're in a warehouse and you move things. You need a dolly. And their company, the main company, has a lot of dollies. They're very big, at least compared to us. They have more money than us. They have more workers than us. They have more resources. We're renting from, they are our landlords. And they keep coming over and taking, we have, you know, one of two dollies that we need to use. And there's two of us working in the warehouse. And sometimes we're both needing to move things at the same time. So my coworker needs a dolly. I need a dolly. One of them's missing because these fuckers come over and take it. Which is really weird to say out, out, out loud, someone stole my dolly. Hey, give me back my dolly. I'm either working in a warehouse or I'm seven year old or I'm a seven year old girl. Uh, either, either way, 
the sentence is the same. The desire is the same. Uh, one just makes slightly more money than the other. So as the seven-year-old girl that I've been, I have said, hey, give me back my dolly. And I had gone over there this morning, first thing, and I saw that they took it, and I went over there and grabbed the dolly, and I said, man, I got one rule. Don't take my fucking dolly. And the guy over there, who I've known for a while, was like, don't cuss it at, at, at me. And I'm like, I cuss all the time. You know, it's not, not so much anger. It's just this is, this is the language that I use. And he goes, well, don't come at me with, with your one rule. I'm like, okay, I have one suggestion. Is that better? And my suggestion is, don't take my dolly. <laughs> and at first I thought, well, maybe I came at, came at him pretty hot. But the thing is that they keep taking it. And you know what it's like? It's like if your landlord walked into your house and said, hey, I need, I need some paper towels, and then just grabbed some paper towels from you and then left, and you're like, the fuck, man? I just paid you $1,500. You can't buy your own paper towels? And that's exactly what it is. Is I'm like, look, your guys, make them plan ahead and bring over dollies from the other warehouse that's just like just right there. Don't come over and take mine like a lazy asshole. It's the one thing. Don't take my shit. And what's funny is, is that it, it's weird when you start off and you're like, oh, maybe I overreacted. And then come to find out the guy that I knew that it was running these things was all, he, he was like getting sno you know, sno snooty with me and said, uh, you know, oh, we asked, you know, we borrowed it. We told him we were going to, you know, we asked if we could borrow it, you know, could make it such a big deal. I went and checked with, with my guys. No, they didn't. They didn't ask anybody. So now he's lying to me to cover the fact that they stole my fucking dolly. And the more I was thinking about it, I'm going, you know what? I didn't overreact. I think I acted appropriately. And it's funny because we're having an inter like work Thanksgiving this weekend with them and us. So even work Thanksgiving is going to be as awkward as most people's normal Thanksgiving with baggage. It's going to be interesting. Uh, on the flip side, me making a stink about it, I bet they don't take my dolly now. Which anyone who's been following this podcast knows that that's always been my policy at work is to be a huge pain in the ass to people who deserve it and who suck at their job. And if, because if I, I become a pain in the ass, they don't want to deal with me, so they won't do it again. And I think it's effective. I will keep you posted on if... <laughs> On if that uh, if that's effective, we'll see later. You know, in the coming weeks, I'll let you know. Mm. The other thing that's going on, because I, like I said, I'm not taking I'm not taking any shit. Another thing I did, I got into it with the temp worker who showed up late and wanted to leave early, and I blasted that guy, and uh, he got defensive, and then kind of back down because that's what people do. <laughs> uh, and then there's this salesperson who likes to last minute these orders and they just, and it's, uh, and it's a fucking pain in the ass. And, and this one last minute order that came in 
yesterday. It was a smaller order, so they acted like it wasn't that big of a deal. And my analogy was this. When you do last-minute orders, last-minute things to where we have to scramble, and you screw up our system, because we plan for the week. I plan out and I delegate labor, whatever, for the week. And then you do these last-minute sales thing, last-minute orders, when you're supposed to give advance time. And you try to do it, because um, this isn't even our salesperson. It's a salesperson with our, our partner, uh, basically, who's just kind of, so, so she's not familiar with our system. Even though she could be, she just doesn't put the effort because she accesses, she has our database. She knows what we have available. She could be familiar with our system and how things work, but she doesn't try because she's a salesperson. Salesperson are self-centered and um, they're single track mind, which is good. I mean, that's what you want in a salesperson. You don't want somebody who uh, respects the warehouse. That's what the show The Office is all about. It's all about the office and the warehouse. Don't, you know, they don't get along because the, the people in the office, the sales, don't, you know, they don't think about the warehouse people. And, you, you know, it's just, it's the way, it, it's the, way uh, the system is set up, uh, you know. But that doesn't change the fact that, that, you know, this person. But here's my analogy. When you do last-minute orders, a large, a small one versus a large one, what's the big deal? It's a small order. Okay. Say you're you on a on a regular basis. You like to sodomize me with a rake, okay? And then one day you come in and you go, "Hey, I'm going to use a fork." This shouldn't upset you. It's not like it's a rake. That's true, but you're still it's still sodomy. You know what I mean? It's still not pleasant. Great. It's smaller. <laughs> uh, I told our salesperson, I gave that analogy, um, and I don't, you know, it's a good thing that uh, I, we don't have an HR department, is what I'm saying. You know, and, and I'm... Uh, I realized afterwards, I'm like, that might have been inappropriate. Um, but I watched my language. I used uh, um, official-sounding terms when I said it. Um, but here's the thing about that, that sale, the, the, the last-minute thing. I at first said I wasn't going to do it. And this is how – this is basically my process. It turns out that – my process with dealing with unexpected work and unexpected um, adversity. And I think it's not just, it's, it's not just like, uh, like at work, it's, it's other, you know, it's just any kind of just boom, anything that I got to deal with. Um, I deal with the the five, it's like the five stages of grief, grief, which the five stages of grief are uh, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then acceptance. Well, that's basically what I go through on a daily basis. 
It's a five stages of grief. And what am I grieving? I think I'm grieving the death of peace, of not having, you know, of being on cruise control for my day. You know, it's this, this, hey, it's going to be an easy day that I don't have to concern myself with anything. And then that's, that's died. And now I'm grieving that. And I deny it. I'm in denial at first. I decide, I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't believe that it's going to happen. But then I'm in anger. And anger is pretty, you know, like Chevelle the Red anger. But only for like 15, 20 minutes. And then bargaining, trying to figure it out. But I kind of skip the depression and go right to acceptance. So I actually go, so depression uh, isn't even in my cycle really because by the time the the bargaining uh the bargaining is also like problem solving when i figure it out okay i'm gonna have to actually take care of acceptance so i go from bargaining to acceptance i actually kind of skip the depression part however i double up on the anger so denial is brief it's like eh. then i go to anger sit with anger for a while then I'm in bargaining. Then I then I jump over depression uh, into acceptance. Because once I'm in bargaining and trying to figure stuff out, then it's acceptance, and then let's 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 uh, solve the issue. Um, so I get it that there's the five stages of grief, but it's kind of the five stages of everything for me. And I'm wondering if anybody else has felt that way. Do you feel like you go through that cycle? It's just yeah. And like I said, it. It, it is that, that, that thing, but it's kind of a modified. It's more like three stages. It's more like anger. Bargaining acceptance, which is actually kind of together. So it's actually a two stage. I've got two stages. The two stages of grief. Arr, fine. That's it. But once again, let me point out, this is not, uh, John, do you have a, I mean, like maybe uh, I need to get back into a little cognitive behavioral therapy or, or the random emotive behavioral therapy, REBT, um, to kind of work on those thoughts. Because I don't do any, you know, I get mad, but that's, that's just, you know, emotions based on thoughts. Um, and then I bring myself down. So actually, you know, it's not like, it's not like I can just, it's not like I do anything. I can do pop off sometimes. So, may, you know, that, that I could probably work on, on the popping off, keeping it um, less kind of a blow up and more kind of a sarcastic comments. Um, I could probably do that. But other than that, I'm, I've actually got a pretty good control on it. Um, but here's where I justify it. All of this comes back to what I said at the beginning. All of this has to do with an expectation that people should, are going to do their job. And my expectations have always been low. Like I said, it's the bare minimum. I set my expectation that people are going to do the bare minimum. I think the problem is, is that people aren't even hitting mediocrity they're below mediocrity so I need to work on accepting 
that people aren't even mediocre at their job. They're not even bare minimum. They're not even just slightly functional. They're just not, they're just not good. <laughs> I guess that's where we're at. So it's like, I could work on me. I have to work on me, but is it like, oh, but I'm not the problem. My perception of where people, people not doing their job is the problem. And the thing is, is that I cannot make them do their job, especially with the labor shortage and getting um, lower and lower quality. So I need to adjust with the fact that there's a labor shortage. So you're getting morons, uh, mouth, mouth breathing morons to fit what normally would be mediocre a mediocre workforce is now uh, subpar. So I need to set my expectation appropriately for subpar labor so that I don't get as upset. If I get that set, if I expect that it won't get done, maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised and less like, what the fuck, man? However, if it causes me more work, I gotta let I gotta let loose. I gotta let loose because otherwise they won't learn nothing. This is what we've learned. I appreciate you being here to hear me work things out on a personal like. All right, this is my therapy. Talking things out. Um, with an audience <laughs> things are fine things are great I'll tell you one thing is um, when I'm having to rewash stuff like wine glasses and stuff come out you know and uh, we've been really busy and one thing one question is do you do you think uh, the stress of being really busy has that ever tempted you into drinking again or doing drugs and I'll say this about the drinking part when you get back glasses that had alcohol in them and it's a couple of days after the event so it's old booze not only does it not make you want to drink it makes you want to question why you ever drank in the first place because it's fucking gross if you ever want to be turned off of alcohol, work in an area where you have to clean old wine glasses and old, you know, cocktail glasses and double old fashioned glasses because whiffs of just old ass booze will make you go, nope, I'm great. Things have been going good. I'm going to stick with what's working. So I'll say that. Uh, stillsoberpod at gmail.com. Appreciate it, you guys. We will see you next week. Later.
Telephone line 